welcome to the Hyperfixated Persons Unit. I'm Goldie, and I'm a piston-licking clutch muncher. I'm Joel, and I'm a pots and pans robot that your family is slowly learning to love. I'm Claire, and I will betray humanity in the robot wars. Indeed, won't we all? Alright, Goldie, we you left us in suspense last month, what are we doing? We are watching Robot Wars. Hey! Uh, this is a early 2000s, uh, like, sports slash arts and craft TV show uh, where competitors built remote-controlled robots and battled them in a super edgy arena uh, hosted by first season Jeremy Clarkson, but it was a bit of a prick about it. But more famously, Craig Charles, who's Yay. famous for Red Dwarf. My boy. Um, the series ran for like uh, I think there's like ten seasons in total of Robot Wars. Every now and then they pop out a new one that I haven't actually caught up with, but I'd watch bits and pieces of this show all the time as a kid. It was so cool. I bought a couple of the toys. Um, these robots crash, smash, grind each other, kill each other. It was all really filmed really excitingly. This is the closest I've ever gotten to actually watching sport, yeah. getting invested in things like this. Um, uh for this one we're going to be watching not an entire series because there's a shitload of heats uh but one day i do want to go through and just watch them all um but we're going to be watching the semi-finals and grand finals of series four and series five or otherwise known as the fourth and fifth wars um series the fourth wars was in 2000 and the fifth wars was in 2002 um uh i've had a look through the robots that will be competing in these semi-finals and uh we have some famous names uh from the history we have chaos 2 chaos uh, 2 of, i remember chaos one of the 2. most powerful co2 flippers uh yet ever seen in the history of the wars uh we have tornado the unflip uh in the other direction tornado the unflippable robot that wheels poking out on both sides and had no weapons to speak of just rammed people uh we have pussycat a very strange four-wheel design again unflippable there was like a pyramid with four wheels on the bottom and a circular saw on the top uh that they actually had to originally it was just a normal circular saw but it broke and shattered nearly hitting the cameraman if not for the bulletproof glass that they have installed uh and that then became illegal so they had to design a custom rip and tear circular saw for their own robot uh, we have Hypnodisc, another brutalizer on the field who was just a squat little uh, four-wheel remote control type thing with a big disc on the front that, uh, and a flywheel that would slowly rev up and is just devastating. We have my personal favorite, Panic Attack, which comparatively I don't think did much. I think I just liked it for the colors and I bought the toy of it, so I got invested. But it's this bright hazard-painted rectangular box with a flipping prong on the front. Um, uh, and then possibly the most badass robot, uh, Razor, uh, that is this sleek, sleek chrome, fast as a devil thing with a horrific looking pincer on top, uh, that just gouges slowly into robots. It's one of the most powerful pincers in the entire wars, uh, and it just destroys the competition. Cool. Um, this whole series is really exciting. I'm, I'm excited to watch it <laughs> again. I am um, aroused hearing all of that. Um, so, yeah. the robot's goal is to flip each other? 
So there are various ways for the robots to win these fights. Um, basic, the main thing is you need to immobilize your opponent. This can be done by just inflicting insane amounts of damage to it. Uh, it can also be involved in dunking it in what's called the pit, mm-hmm. uh, which is an area of the arena floor that descends or can be... Like, there's a button on the pit the robot can hit, which will cause the pit to descend. Any robot that falls into the pit is deemed immobilized. Mm-hmm. Uh, if two robots are still going at it and uh, there isn't a clear winner, then it goes to the judges and they rate them based on how much damage they did, how aggressive they were, and a couple of other factors. Um, yeah, these there are a series of heats that happen before these semis that we'll be watching where a lot of robots are eliminated um, in these large, uh, almost demo derbies. Um, both of these series have slightly different tournament structures, but it'll tell us how it works when we actually get into it. Um, but yeah, it's about disabling your opponent in some way or another and advancing up. Some robots, if they're just flipped upside down, are just like a turtle on its back and they are deemed immobilized if they can't right themselves. Uh, another factor in Robot Wars is the house robots, which is some of the stars of the show. Uh, in each of the corners, uh, there are various house robots which are not burdened by the restrictions placed on the competitor robots. There are weight limits. There are weapon limits. No one's allowed flamethrowers. Circular saws are usually out. Uh, the robots can't be of a certain size or weight. House robots don't need to obey any of those. We have Sergeant Bash with the jaws of life that the firefighters use to rip people out of cars just on the front, plus an actual honest-to-God flamethrower. We have uh, Death Metal, a large crab-like uh, skeletal framed robot with large pincers at the front and then a descending uh, telescopic circular saw that tears into people. Uh, we have Matilda, a Triceratops two-wheeler with a actual chainsaw on the butt and forked prongs on the front. Uh, in later series, I don't know if we'll get to see him, we have Refbot, which is the only house robot that is non-violent. It has a flame extinguisher. Uh, and we'll actually get in the way of stuff when, like, shit's getting a bit too hairy. Um, it'll declare when the robot's out of action. Uh, and the head of the bunch, Sir Killalot, the largest of the robots with a large lance and another Jaws of Life that uses to just pick robots up and he's so heavy he can lift almost any robot and just drive over and just plonk them into the pit. Who are they meant to fight? The house robots uh, inhabit each of the four corners of the arena. Mm-hmm. If a robot strays into their zone, they're free to attack, okay. uh, but they generally keep to themselves. So a tactic of competitors is to force opponents into the corners so they get attacked yes. by the house robots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, There's also a point, I think, sometimes where like if they hit a certain time limit, then the house robots are just free to do what they want and they just go in and just start tearing everything up. Nice. Yeah. So... I guess there's a meta to various robot fighting, which is that you need to have a robot that in some way can write itself. Yeah. Um, and there's lots of different ones. So I've watched a lot of robot wars. Recently, I watched BattleBots, which is on Netflix mm-hmm. in Australia. And that's... I never watched any of the other ones besides yeah. Robot Wars. So yeah. yeah, tell me about how BattleBots works. So BattleBots is less... Like it doesn't have big house robots or like huge bells and whistles, if that makes sense. It's a lot more of a simple terrain, and it's presented a little bit more like a straight up sport, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's so BattleBots is yeah like that. Flamethrowers are allowed in BattleBots, 
uh, with the aim of torching the other person's electronics. Um, It's also in a completely bulletproof cube to kind of make up Mm. for this. BattleBots has some nut shit. Like, there's a robot in BattleBots called Tombstone, right? Which pretty much has... It's just a square, like, piece, like, cube with wheels that are big enough that if it flips on its back, it still drives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And it just has, out the front, a spinner. And at the end of the spinner is just a solid iron bar that is, it's just pure solid iron. It's about, I don't know, not even half a meter, but it's, you know, there. And it can spin this bar so fast that you can no longer see it with your eye. When this... Oh, wow, yeah, this, I'm just looking at yeah. it. Jeez. When this spinner, that, So that is like a circular saw, yeah. but instead of having a circular blade, it's just like a flat It's just a flat piece of iron. iron. It is the... It's like beating, beating someone with a, chop, with a chopping block. It's guts from Berserk's sword in like robot yeah. form. <laughs> it's, it's a sword that is so big that it no longer counts as a sword. It is now more of a club. And... This mm. thing, when it contacts a robot, the destruction that results is like I have seen robots disintegrate like in front of this thing, oh, geez, and yeah. there doesn't seem to be a huge amount of restriction on just builds that are just designed to fuck the opponent's robots. There's one thing that got me about this was like I remember the first fight. Uh, one of the first fights I watched was like Tombstone versus another robot, right? This other robot was never going to win. Like you can tell mm-hmm. immediately. It's made out of plastic to begin with and nothing made out of plastic is going to last against Tombstone. But it's, but this other robot is far better than anything I could ever build and likely took this other team months to build, right? And mm-hmm. in 20 seconds, it was reduced to unusable scrap. And, yes, and sometimes all I can think about watching this, especially when someone's robot gets particularly fucked, is like, oh my god, the amount of money and effort that you probably put into that, and like 40 seconds in the arena, and it's just reduced to rubble. Like, it's... um. It's a lot. I remember there's been some, uh, well, like Tombstone's design looks like an evolution of Hypnodisc, because uh, yes. Hypnodisc has got a similar flywheel setup, but it's not as brutal. Um, but Hypnodisc does similar sorts of destruction. I remember seeing a couple of, we're not going to be watching the heats, which is where all of the shit robots get shredded. Yeah. Um, this is going to be more of the higher combat, but I remember there was like the, one of the robots was literally an electric wheelchair and a dummy, a mannequin in it, <laughs> dressed up like a grandma, and it had like some stupid little pole. Like I, I can only assume they didn't think they were ever going to win, but like it had a wig and clothes and everything. And I think Sergeant Bash or someone gets a flamethrower at some point, and the whole doll just lights up uh, in flames and is just pathetically driving around the arena trying to dodge everything. And Craig Charles, as the host, is just like pissing himself and laughed. He's like, "Oh no, no, come on, please! Oh my god!" There was another one that was like this, like basically just a giant paper mache Cthulhu looking blob of flesh, but it was all made out of like shitty paper mache. And so it just got shredded, like the arena was littered with parts of this robot. I would like to see a robot that's actually made of flesh. Oh, God. I think that'd be illegal. I think that would be an ethical violation on multiple levels, but yes. This is a. Look, um, I know that we're all various gender here, um, but. This is a very boy thing. Are we wrong in saying yeah. that? Yeah. Okay, cool. It, like, the aesthetic of the show, uh, 
I believe is like 90s extreme WWE wrestling. Yeah. Like there's flamethrowers, there's sparks, there's like strobe lights. Um, it the graphics are like hot, like you know the Nutrigrain ads. Sorry for anyone international, but the Nutrigrain ads. There was like a cereal in Australia that was like hardcore, like death metal yeah. sort of themed of like uh, a I man running along a treadmill as like six robots. Uh, with circular saws chase him and there's screaming and getting iron brands into his chest and shit like that. It's just all of that. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's like, ah, there's like a scream sound effect all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I, that, I remember being very confused when the, um, like the first Iron Man movie came out because growing up in Australia, I'd always associated like Iron Man with surf life-saving and Nutrigrain. They missed out that. on that cross promotion. Yeah, if they'd been like I- Iron Man branded Nutrigrain, boy, oh. that would have been so cool. We're craving yeah. Nutrigrain now. I had it's some good. recently. I had some um, peanut butter flavored Nutrigrain, and it yeah, was incredible. Peanut butter flavored Nutrigrain. Now? Yeah, it was limited edition. It might oh. not be around anymore. But um, for those Limited who aren't edition. Australian and maybe don't have this, Nutrigrain is a very Australian cereal that is apparently designed to build freakish men who can do whatever they want. Freakish uh, cyborg men. Yes, cyborg men rising with their to bare the hands. Again. Yeah. It's how so, we take the land back. It is how we take the land back. So, um, this, I remember from BattleBots, I, I have watched Robot Wars. The, my main thing with Robot Wars that I think soured me a bit on it, right, is I bought the Robot Wars PC game. And that shit fucking never worked. I don't know what it is about that game. I could, like, load it up, but I can't edit my bot in any way. Like, I build a bot, and it's like, you can't build this, I'm sorry. This is illegal. I'm like, how is it illegal? Tell me what I'm doing wrong. I would literally, like, do one thing. Took the default bot and put, like, one thing on it. It's like, nope, can't do that either. I'm like, what am I meant to do? What am I doing wrong? Why can't I build a bot? So I just have to play the entire game with like a default bot with a weak-ass flipper because it would not let me at any point build anything custom despite having one of the this huge customization system. And I looked it up and I couldn't figure out... Like, people are just playing the game and it's working. I don't know what they're doing differently. Maybe yours is just <laughs> broken. Maybe. We may have played the same game. If this was Arenas of Destruction... I think it might have uh, been. Yeah, so, like, this was the first, like, PC game... First, like, proper real video game that I, like, hunted for. Yeah. And I was, like, crazed of, like, Mom, I want this video game, please. Like, I had to search to try and find it. And we found it in, like, one of the, like, bargain bins at Harvey Norman. Um... And we got it, and I was so excited, and I put it in, and I don't know what the fuck you were doing wrong. I built robots all the time, and yes. I've had this whole, my own robot design called Maniac. Okay. Uh, that I designed and upgrade as I went through it. I, I love this game. I, I've still got it somewhere. I'm going to install it. And, Thank you for uh, invalidating it. my traumatic experience there. But yeah, was... <laughs> unfortunately, you just suck. I just suck, apparently. Can't build robots. Yeah. Not no, allowed but, uh, to build cool robots. Just cut My advice is uh, get good. <laughs> I've been robot cucked. You're not allowed <laughs> to build good robots. I'm the yeah, incel like... of, of the Robot Wars game community. Yeah, because there were different like uh, weight categories. There was featherweight up to like super heavyweight, and that determined what how much stuff you could put. Okay, on that might robot. have been the problem, but I think I changed that at some point. Anyway, look, we'll, we'll Wait, get that later. Wait, how old were you when you pl- did that again? I actually came back to it as an adult, and I still couldn't do it. Oh. So 
uh, yeah. <laughs> so thank you for helping me try to give me a way out there, but I refuse to take it. I will wear my humiliation. Like the good little I'm gonna see if I, can... I am about this. I'm going to see... <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can get the game working on my computer, and I'll I'll probably do that as well, and I'll report back uh, at the end of the episode as to how it went. Yeah. Hey, Golden Future again. I couldn't figure out how to get it to work. I need like a Windows XP virtual machine because this shit ain't forwards compatible. But shout out to Games Lab Studio, spelt with a Z, for making this game. It's Robot Wars: Arenas of Destruction. I love it so much. It's the best. Uh, but yeah, any questions about this? Any thoughts? I uh, know enough about this it? to not have very much else to say, other than I am looking mm-hmm. forward to watching some robots kick the shit out of each other. When do they fight the sport. humans? When are they deployed? They oh, there, So never. there was <laughs> there was an incident where oh, uh, the show got shut down for several months, if not a year, because uh, Sergeant Bash. Uh, no, Shunt. Uh, Shunt went crazy and killed somebody? (laughs) Not quite. Shunt is uh, basically a bulldozer-themed robot. It has a lifting uh, bucket at the front, uh, and it has a large uh, axe uh, on top. Um, Apparently, one day, uh, they were, like, I don't know, maybe showing it off or, like, uh, doing maintenance on it. And uh, it accidentally went off, and it sent its axe through a producer's foot. Um, and so they, the show had to be like shut down for a brief while for like OHNS to sort it out. Uh, they did resume afterwards, and I I hope the producer was fine in the end. Claire's just wanting to see the robots kill people. I suspect mm. every um. now and then someone also uh, attacks the house robots, like because they're already finished and they're waiting for the time um and sometimes it goes well often it doesn't it usually doesn't these things are built like tanks yeah all right look i'm good to get this going so do you want to repeat for everyone Mm -hmm. what we're doing again okay so we are watching robot wars series four the fourth wars the two semi-final a semi-final b and the grand final then we are watching the fifth wars series five the semi-final a and the grand final uh, good luck finding this. Um, I've managed to acquire a copy. Uh, I don't know how, if this is streaming on like ITV or BBC or anything. Uh, there were probably some box sets that came out of it at some point, but this is not the easiest thing to acquire. Uh, but I wish you all, all the best. But, uh, we'll sign off with, at the end of every episode of Robot Wars, Craig Charles, uh, would deliver a little poem, uh, as a sign off. And I've just picked one. I'll show you my robot. You show me yours. The biggest one wins on Robot Wars. All right, we're back. We're back, and we've just seen a lot of arenas of destruction. A lot of robots, a lot of wars. So we've just uh, actually finished watching the Series 5 finale. We are uh, recording this on the same day. Uh, and oh, I love Robot Wars. Robot Wars is so good. This was a good. It was nice to revisit. Crunchy quality, though. Yes. Oh, boy. That was so crunchy. <laughs> the VHS did every now and then, like, the copy that I had, it had skip. Uh, sometimes, like, it would freeze for a second, and then the audio would change, 
it's it's almost like they had to insert a different tape or something. It was very crunchy, like two forty p or something. It was also extremely nineties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, this was very 90s. It reminded me of that Gladiator show that used to be on during the 90s. Oh, a little bit. The one where they kind of they have to grow up against all the athletes and they have the big kind of bobby knockers thing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like the big um, ear swabs, but they yeah. like, really battle each other. And yeah, yeah. Buff. Just the, I don't remember what that was called. I think it was just called Gladiators. Gladiators! Yeah. yeah. Just, just the sort of like tone of the arena, mm. kind of jail over the top every, and sort of like 80s hair metal everything was yeah um uh jezebel from you telling me about and educating she probably clarified jezebel because i was joel in the intro oh yes um, okay yeah plot twist halfway through recording. Yeah. so halfway um so yeah uh just so everyone listening knows so i'm now identifying as a trans woman and my name is now jezebel not joel um so she her pronouns on that one yep uh, yeah so we'll move uh, off of that. But yeah, there we go. That's a clarification there. Rules, quick rules clarification. Yeah, yeah. That's um, how much time we're between these recordings. Yeah, this yeah. is a long time between recordings. <laughs> um, but you showed me a whole bunch of uh, stuff about wrestling, yeah. like one-on-one kayfabe. And I'm watching Robot Wars and I'm like, ah, oh, this is the same thing. Yes. Like the, the mystique and the concept art and everything for all of the house robots <laughs> Um, Craig Charles just being this presenter and hyping everyone up all the time. I like to think of this as a red dwarf for you, where like this, inst- is, the, this is the good ending. Yeah, red dwarf. No, there could be like kind of because if the if the robots are sentient in this as well, and they're basically being like treated as gladiators and forced to rip <laughs> each other out. This is this is the AU where Lister is evil, and instead of like getting on the road, evil but still very charming. Or this could Extremely just be like, uh, for a couple of years yeah. while he was on Red Dwarf, he just got all the scudders to modify themselves <laughs> and they just did this in between seasons. I was thinking yes. it was more when instead of getting on the Red Dwarf to get back to Earth, he just ended up staying and I think it was Titan he ended up on and he just mm. got a career there, like, yeah, doing illegal robot fights. Nice. Um, so how do we want to dissect this? I, so are we going to go heat by heat, or are we just going to talk in general? I wrote about, so I went through and watched all of the heats for series four, which I think it was, it was a good watch. It's entertaining. Um, it's all kind of at the same level. We can talk like generally about how the presentation kind of just does itself, and then we can talk about the specific so any particular robots that we really felt something for and some of the fights. Um, but I I think that probably the reason why. I remember Robo also fondly and why I still enjoy it now. Uh, while I do love all the robots, I do love the content. I think it is the, the presentation. Yes. It's Craig Charles is, is the MC and uh, the two girls who I forget their names. Philippa and someone. Yeah. Uh, the one who got pregnant in series four and had to be replaced. And then she came back in series four um, in the pits going and interviewing mm-hmm. people. And these are standard nerds who yeah. aren't good in front of cameras, but everyone is doing such a good job to support them. Yes. And they're like leading questions of like, oh, what are you going to do in the arena? Like, do you think you're going to be good at this? Um, they're so good at helping these people not look like fools on TV. Because yes. these people are awkward and nerdy for the most part. Yeah. Except for the ones who are those kind of insufferable nerds that you know who are like too much all the, the time. Kids. Yeah, the like, theater kids. The Plunderbirds. Uh, Very British. Oh, it's yeah. it's um exceedingly it's, British program. That said, you also there's two types. There's very nerdy people, mm-hmm. and then there's like tradies. And the tradies oh, yeah. are because you've got like Scud 
and his team, which is just a whole bunch of Essex boys wearing mm-hmm. Matrix glasses, and they're like, "All right, we're the Scud boys. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're from Essex." What was it? Um, uh, Spawn, Spawn of Scud. Spawn of Scud. Yeah. But then it's in something else because they in the Fifth War. It's something else. Spawn of Scud, and then there's. Uh, something else to do with yeah, Scudder they, they built a new robot in it's, just, it's just Scudder of different types yeah yeah um, and they're always super Essex like tradies you can tell they're just like plumbers who just smash mm-hmm. back beers and... um, so I don't think they made it into the finale into the finals um, but in the heats of series 4 there was a team called uh, Plunderbird 4 uh, who turned up in series 5 as Plunderbird 5 because they lost they, they made they won a couple of fights but the guys were just almost like disturbingly um, in character the whole time whenever they're interviewed. They're, uh, they're very standoffish. Um, they're like, oh yeah, we're the Plunderbird boys and everything, like big sunglasses. But in particular, ra- when they're getting interviewed in the pit, rather than uh, just hang around a table like, oh yeah, this is a robot and this did this and this and that, they actually rented a Chinook helicopter, landed on a, <laughs> on a runway... The ramp falls down, and then Thunderbird Four drives out, and they played the Thunderbirds music <laughs> all over it. They just did Thunderbird 4's launch sequence in real life, and I'm like, "Why?" They rented a helicopter. Yeah, like a how fun- much does it cost to rent a helicopter? I don't, I don't know how they got it. I'm like, looking that up. If that was something Robot Wars did for them, or if they just had mates who could do this for them, I have no idea how how you do that. Because this is this was like 2001, I think Series Four was set. Um, so, like, that's still a proper military helicopter. <laughs> I don't know how it happens, but, God, they were so extra. They were. There's some sick... The presentation here, I spoke a bit about BattleBots before, mm-hmm. and I think the big difference between BattleBots and this is the presentation, because we watched a few BattleBots fights, and the arena's a bit bare-bones, which is probably the most disappointing part of BattleBots, because it's just like, here's a bunch of screws... There's the occasional thing here or there, like there's a big hammer, which doesn't do very much. Mm. And, uh, whereas this is like, there's flamethrowers everywhere. There's no visual clarity in Robot Wars. Yeah. Like the quality of the video didn't help. <laughs> but even if you could see this in like the 180p, the, the lighting and the flamethrowers going off, mm. you can't see fucking that, shit. Uh, that is where all the charm comes from. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like... Uh, yeah, I can't speak for BattleBots, but at least for Robot Wars, there, there is the interactivity mm. with the arena of... Yes. The CPZs with the house robots. Yes. You have the flipper. You have the pit. The installation in series four of or series five of a pit button that a robot can just run up and press mm-hmm. to activate it. That's such a cool thing to give to all of the players to use. Whereas in the previous season, it was just after a certain time the pit opened. Um, have, being being able to tactically play with the arena, it, it was super fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just looked it up this quickly. In Australia nowadays, to hire a helicopter, we're looking at $500 an hour, and that would be a standard civilian one. Mm. So how you would get your hands on a military one and how much that would cost, I don't exactly know. Yeah. uh, Yeah. But the presentation here is definitely what draws you in. I did miss watching the heats because that's where you see all the dumb robots. Yes, you see the. That's the where you see the ones that look like chickens, yeah, or the ones um, that are like clearly never gonna work. Oh, Wheelie Big Cheese made it pretty far. Wheelie right? Big Cheese did make it, but Wheelie Big Cheese is also a good robot. Yeah, but really? the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah Wheelie Big Cheese is fantastic. Uh, Robo Chicken um, was one that fought uh, Chaos Two in the heats of Series Four. Yes. Um, it had it was. 
basically looked like a chicken. Mm-hmm. The back of it was a flipper um, that like went down into like a flat sort of wedge. Uh, at the other end was a large axe, uh, and on the axe had like these uh, in fl- in little balloons to be eyes, and like they just dressed the whole thing up to look straight up like a chicken. At one point, it throws the axe down in front of Pussycat, uh, the circular saw, and one of the eyes just gets ripped clean off and goes flying. And it, it's no actual damage to the robot, but it was just yeah. so gruesome and <laughs> so fun to see. Um, so... The Thermidor 2 also did pretty well, and Thermidor 2 is a lobster. Thermidor 2 is honestly just a great design. It's a <laughs> solid little guy. The, the biggest problem with him is the claws that don't... They don't do much. I wouldn't say remove them entirely, but they do often just get in the way of them getting the flipper underneath stuff. Um, uh, but shout out to fucking Chaos 2. Uh, I got sick of Chaos 2 winning all the time. Yeah, they're, they're so... Chaos 2 was the John Cena of Robot Wars. <laughs> yeah, they dominated in Season 4 uh, almost to a disgusting degree. Um, but for comparison, in one of the... F- in the first round of, like, Heat 1, Chaos 2 was fighting someone called Atomic, uh, Atomic cost a thousand pounds to build. Chaos Two cost two hundred and fifty pounds to build. Yes. And Atomic was knocked out instantly. Yeah. Um, the yeah Chaos Chaos Two is just a brilliant design. It's so boring looking. Uh, looks like a printer on wheels. It does look like a printer on wheels. Yeah, a little But that's kind of I guess the lesson here is that like the robots that do really well are the ones that don't have big flashy gimmicks. But so I'm the ones... there for the big flashy yeah. gimmicks. <laughs> Yeah, uh, anybody who wants to compete in Robot Wars, I don't know if it's changed in the decade since, but don't build a walker. No. Walkers suck. They yeah, look they cool, always die. <laughs> um, There was a Attila the Drum. The, that's what I'm Attila the of. Drum. Uh, it, was, it was basically a drum, two wheels on either end, and a bomb knocker hanging from it, but it had a bunch of fur on it. It all ran over the flames, and it yes. just instantly caught fire. Yes. Um... Uh, Why would you do that? This arena is like 50% flame from us. <laughs> Ooh, um, but, Why uh, would you put your... It's made out of flammable material. <laughs> Deator, though, which is the kind of like love heart shaped one with the uh, black and red polka dot fur on it, with a flipper. Whenever Deator, I think... I need to make sure, but Deator, whenever it loses to someone, they give the, the winner some of their fabric and they decorate their robots with it. Uh, Panic Attack had some of Deator's fur on it. At one point, I noticed several other robots had it uh, to be like, oh, we skinned the robot. We, we wear it on ourselves. <laughs> it was super cute. So this seemed to be a good sense of community here. Yeah, that like they're all helping yes. each other in the background of the pits. Yeah. There's very rarely anyone gets salty about anything. They're just happy to be it there. It does happen. Um, it's more the audience that gets salty. Yeah, like the audience are out for blood. Yeah, like the the competitors would be in the box like, oh, we don't agree with the judge's decision or something else, but um, but hey, we're happy to be here. Mm-hmm. This was fun. Uh, of course, we'll be back next year. I'm sure half of them don't because this is a big commitment to build this kind sure. of shit. Another big change between that and BattleBots is that this feels a lot more sportsmanlike. Like in BattleBots, there's this infamous thing. It's in the first season. It's so funny. But um, so BattleBots has always had a rule, which is you cannot use snare entrapment strategies. So basically, you can't throw a net over a robot to immobilize its stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you have a spinner bot, all you need to do is put a net in that and it jams up real quick and nothing happens. Cool. Mm. Because it's super easy. Um, and it's also not very yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. But on the first televised season of BattleBots, when they published the rules, they forgot to add that as a rule. Mm-hmm. Um, and one person noticed that it was missing. 
And so in their fight against, I think it was, it wasn't Tombstone, it was another one, um, but it was another spinner bot. And what they did was they, they had their bot set up and they walk out onto the floor and be like, what are they doing? And they put a present like in their robots lifter, like that little wrapped present and they put it on there and they walked off and they were like, what the fuck is going on here? And the battle started and then the spinner bot like charges in, smashes open the box to reveal that it is a net and it ties up everything and it stops. And then they're like, what the fuck? That's illegal. You can't do that. And then they're like, it's not illegal anymore. They forgot to put it in the rules, <laughs> oh, no. which means that we could do that. And then they had a, there was a huge controversy. And if you thought the battle, like the Robot Wars audience can be out for blood, this, the audience of BattleBots was furious at this. Yeah. And, and yeah. eventually the decision that they made was that we're just doing this fight again. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree that decision. Yeah. And that was pretty much it. Um, so. like that, yeah, that should be a, it's, yeah, shame on them for not updating that because that's dumb. Yeah. Fair for the team to try, but don't expect to actually win with them. Yeah. Um, that, they... That's a very cute the presentation of it, though. I mean, it makes for entertainment, which yeah. is yeah. the uh, goal at the end of the day. Eh? But I guess the main point is that there's a kind of mean spirited. Everyone plays a kind of pro wrestling character a bit more uh, in BattleBots. Uh, like, um, the guy who, like, pilots Tombstone is meant to be, like, the kind of the villain of mm-hmm. the of kind of battle bots because he just kind of delights in absolutely fucking ruining mm-hmm. other people's yeah. robots to the point where in the first he was asked to turn it down after the first season mm-hmm. they're like you can't turn people's robots into atoms mm-hmm. like we need you know we need you like not because out of he would just keep hitting them mm-hmm. like over and over even though it's done and it's like you can't keep doing that to mm-hmm. people's robots like yeah. at least in these early series of Robot Wars, uh, that's quite rare to happen. Just because the robots aren't of the quality enough to really be able to do that. Yeah. Um, I remember the Hypnodisc Splinter fight being pretty brutal. Yeah, like Hypnodisc uh, was the, one of the first robots to be able to do that, and that's why it was so shocking. Yeah. Um, its ability, like Razor, was the first one to be able to go through any bit of armor. Hypnodisc was the first one to just ruin everything and. Uh, Pussycat followed on with its uh, circular saw design. Um, Chaos 2 being the first one to go like, hey, CO2 flippers are great. Mm. And then Series 5, everyone has CO2 flippers. <laughs> I was getting sick of flippers. I, I think they're fine. I If they're like really big cheese, they're fine. Yeah, I like really big cheese. Really big cheese. Like, really big cheese. Because I remember really seeing him in, in Series 4, I'm like, okay, yeah, you're not going to... I was disappointed how he got knocked out mm. when he, his wheel got shattered yeah. and the axle came off. Um and then in series five, I'm like, oh, what's he going to do? Like the flippers, like keep saying this can flip a car, but I'm like, eh, it doesn't look that powerful. But then he's launching robots yeah. eight feet in the air. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what the hell? Wheelie Big Cheese made the flippers fun. Yes. Yeah. My favorites were the ones that just used like blades and just looked brutal and just felt brutal. Uh, okay, actually, let's go through what are your favorite robots? Uh, you start. Uh, my favorite was Razor, although my favorite team was Pussycat. Mm-hmm. They're, they're both good robots. Yeah. What do you What do you like about Razor? I like just because it's so it's got this. It's basically like a brutal metal scorpion. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not. It's so yeah, it's got is. yeah, and it's got this 
kind of stinger and it comes down and it just sort of very methodically sort of pierces the yeah, slowly yeah, plunges and it, in. very and it, sexy yeah and it just looks so brutal and it's like a yoga no not ass. not brutal brutal isn't the right word brutal is more when you think of blunt force this is more it's uh, sensual sensual yeah, yes yeah. exactly Razor's also very stylish because it's self-writing mechanism it's it's this beautifully designed thing its self-writing mechanism is actually two wings off that come off the arms of its uh, of its main claw, the the race of the pincer, um, and it's just the one mechanism. It goes down to cause damage, and it just goes up to extend the things. And so, depending on how high they raise it, the wings can extend out and also lift the back of the robot up. And normally, that would just roll it over. Yes. But in, if they do it while they're standing up, it acts as this kind of salute, and it's like this bird flaming yeah. out its plumage to be like fuck you I won yeah. Razor was the most extra bitch in yeah this competition it's got a sure. it's got a sort of heavy metal front front man vibe meets dominatrix mm. <laughs> um and I like pussycat the, the pussycat team because of how excited they got after beating it yeah. <laughs> it was very adorable They're, in series 4 they were painting decals yeah. of all the robots yeah. they defeated and when they defeated um uh, Thermidor, mm. uh, they like got some duct tape and drew on Thermidor onto the mm. robot for the next few rounds. <laughs> um, and yeah, they've got an amazing circus saw. They're very durable. They flip mm. and roll around. Mm. They're a very dramatic robot. Yeah. They're such an interesting design, Pussycat, because mm. you wouldn't think that that would be any good, to be quite honest. <laughs> like, because it's always a lot of robots need to, you can tell the robots sort of thought about, I'm, am I going to be flipped or not? Yeah. Um, and they'll either, like Hypnodisc, just put an an, or Razor put an extra arm or an extra piece in to flip them back, mm-hmm. or they'll incorporate it into design like uh, Pussycat or Tornado, so that even if you flip them, they can still run. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that works, and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, the ones that can that if you flip them, they keep going. Are, I think more exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, there's ones that are sort of designed to roll themselves back over, and there was one that was kind of like a shape like a barrel that. It would flip, but the act of flipping gave it momentum to just roll all the way back over. But then one time it didn't get much momentum, and it was just like a turtle on its belly. Mm-hmm. And it was just very sad looking. Um, Jezebel, what about yours? Uh, I would say I, it's boring, but I do like Chaos too. Mm-hmm. Mostly because it's like, it's so simple. It's mm-hmm. like, it's a semicircle printer shape. With one really big fucking flipper. Yeah. I was also a big fan of really big cheese. Because mm-hmm. um, Chaos 2 has also got like eight shots, really, in yeah. a battle. and then that, That's, that's kind of what I like about it, though. Yeah. Is it, it does have like a drawback, because it can only do it so many times mm. before it runs out of juice. Um, the other thing I like... I also... Chaos 2 is a bit of a nostalgia pick, because when I was a kid, I was like, Yeah, Chaos 2! In the same way that kids are like, Yeah, John Cena! Because mm. um, he always wins, <laughs> and he's so cool. Um, the I guess the only other one I Firestorm grew on me purely out of its grit. Yeah, like, I appreciated Firestorm's like it never gave up, to me, and that like, robot looked fucked by the yeah. end of the fifth battle. Uh, like Firestorm always looks to me like one of the sorts of robots that go out in the heats. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look very remarkable. I'm confused by its flipper. Yes. Normally the flippers will open like a mouth yeah. to flip someone, but instead this one opens like a hinge at the front yes. so it pushes forward. 
And I don't understand a lot of the time how that would work, but it seems to work really well. It doesn't seem to ever use its flipper. It seems to just be really tough and have an amazing drive, and all yeah. it does is push things around, which is fine. That works really brilliantly. Mm. It's just, I don't think the flipper is the most important part of it, to mm. be honest at all. Um, it, it, like that, and that is a robot that if you were to flip Firestorm, that's it. Didn't it yeah. normally win by like pushing things into the pit? Uh, yeah, usually. Yeah, it won several times during uh, doing it that way. Uh, although in the fifth wars, it looks like it was upgraded to the point that you could t- toss people out of the arena. Mm. Like, that used to be a very rare thing. I was very surprised watching through Series 5 how many ringouts there were. Like, it was a big thing when Gemini tossed Tornado mm. out of the arena because he nearly hit the cameraman, who was, like, on a rail. Mm-hmm. Um, having to, like, run away, is this robot just comes flying at the guy. <laughs> Um, but in this one, they must have gone like, all right, well, that's a thing. So camera boys, uh, you're in these boxes now. <laughs> um, people are going to be ringing out all the time. Um, uh, Least favorite robots? Uh, well, my favorite uh, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. is Panic Attack. Uh, it always has been since... Panic Attack is a favorite of mine as well. Um, Which one was that? Is it a boxy one? Uh, it's a yellow box with yeah. like, spider stuff on it. And it looks like it was built by the Russians. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it was uh, Chernobyl. Yeah, it does. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> it looks like it was built to like clean up Chernobyl. Yeah, like Panic Attack, uh, I, I don't know why I liked it as a kid. Probably just because of the bright colors. But looking at it this time, I love it because it's... what's thick. It's remar- what's remarkable about the robot is not- it's very unremarkable. It hasn't got a devastating weapon. It's not the fastest. It is one of the gruntiest. It does. It is one of the heaviest, so it can push a lot. Uh, and it has got an uh, added self-riding mechanism. But it's just well-designed enough that it can be controlled incredibly precisely. And I believe it's Kim Davis, the driver, is the best driver in Robot Wars. Yeah. He doesn't need a big fancy circular saw or an incredible, uh, incredibly powerful flipper to do anything. He just needs to use the prongs to move things around, and he will like get the prongs into the wedge of a robot, pick it up, move it around, take it over to the yeah. house robots. He'll hang them over the f- over the flames. Yeah, he's like he's just such a such a S tier driver that he doesn't need the robot to be vicious. He just needs it to be controllable and respond to exactly what he needs to do. And unfortunately, it's, I, he won the second wars or third wars or something. Um, and since then, has continued to be a competitor. Um, and he's, he often makes the semis, but he's just so consistently good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and robots that look like they should be able to take him to pieces just go down. He, he fought, uh, I think it was Hypnodisc and or Panic Attack, uh, uh, sorry, Pussycat. You're supposed to say he is Panic Attack. Yeah, um, and like they will just shred him, especially Pussycat, because um, it can't be flipped and doesn't have any clear wedge points to get into. It does get outclassed a lot, mm-hmm. but I still really love it. It's, it's bright colors, it's just, it's a skill robot. I also like S13. Which one was that again? It's the one which was just like, a big steel tube, yeah, that was with a, like a circular saw. Oh, right. Razor roasted. Okay. Um, it was yeah, it was like a steel tube, wheels on either end, and then a flywheel vertically yeah. placed uh, in the middle of it. Because that was it's such a good design of like I'm just going to put everything in this big thick steel tube, mm. and you can't fucking do anything about it. Mm. All right, least favorite robots. Stinger. Stinger. Um, okay. do you, uh, can we rant about Stinger, or do you have another least favorite robot you can think of? I got sick of chaos too. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. When when is uh, just doing the same thing over and over again? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just this little printer 
down there and it's winning all the time and mm. I want it to do something more exciting. Yeah. Um, I hate it. I'm, I'm curious to know why you hate Sting because I've got a specific reason why I yeah. hate Sting. Because it doesn't do anything yes. and you can't do anything to it. Yes, it is. Like, it's a non-entity. It, if it just, it'll sit there and it'll spin on its own and it'll flail about. And it's like, that counts as an attack. It's like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't yeah. do any damage. Yeah, like, um, if you were to just, like, move away from it, then Stinger doesn't do shit. The only reason that Stinger won battles was because people would try to play the game and get in there and do something, and Stinger flails about wildly. It has no control. They're just button mashing yes. on their controller. They're just spinning around in a circle. Yeah. Um, and, of, and you would need, like, dead metal, basically, pincers to grab and then cut in to do anything against it. You could flick them out of the arena, but no one managed to do that because there's nothing for it to latch onto to get enough to flip it because it's so weirdly weighted yeah. i i hated stinger i will those all sound like advantages to me it's to me it sucks because it's not playing the game yes. you couldn't use stinger to attack someone you have to wait for someone to come in and attack you and i think that if you can't do it like if you just put a cube of wood on the arena floor and say have at it stinger couldn't do shit against it no. because it needs the cube to come in and try and attack it um other robots can do can interact with it. Stinger can't interact unless someone else is doing something. It's weapon, yeah, it doesn't do anything when it does hit. It's more visual. It kind of looks like it's hitting someone. Or it's making the attempt to hit someone, so it scores high in aggression. Mm. But it doesn't actually do any damage. But I'm not I like I dispute that that's even aggression because uh, it's just flailing. That's yeah. it's not targeting someone. But that's what it has to do to attack, which is also shit. I'm, like, I'm not debating that it's no, yeah, well, like it in order to be aggressive, I would argue you need to have a goal focus and have a design or like, I want to go there and I want to do this damage. I want to target the wheel. I want to hit the side of this robot. I want to do this, do that. Uh, Stinger can't plan because it just flails. Yes. I don't think I've ever seen a robot with such a complicated concept because the idea of it is like when it goes forward, it uses this weapon. When it goes backwards, it uses this weapon. And like, but the driver has like no skill mm. to use it in any way like that. Yeah. There's just nothing to hit. It's like the equivalent of like taking a 2D character out of a cartoon and turning it sideways. And it's mm. like, you can't do anything to that. It's just like yeah, a line. Like to me, it, it's similar. Like, yes, it can. And it has obviously, it's gone very far in a lot of competitions. To me, it's, it's analogous to in Magic the Gathering, there's a technique called land destruction where in Magic the Gathering you need to play cards called land to generate mana, which you then spend to play spells and stuff to play the game and to defeat your opponent. There's some strategies where people will destroy an opponent's lands, meaning that they've got less resources and they can't fight back. Um, while that is a valid tactic, people hate it because while it might win or lose, uh, it's not fun to mm -hmm. play someone who's doing land destruction because all that means is, okay, you've destroyed my land, I now can't play the game. Even if I was losing, I could have fun, but you just said to stop playing Magic the Gathering while I punch you in the face. Um, Stinger is, uh, oh, come, come and attack me, and I just hate Stinger. Even, but Stinger, I found, actually went to attack people. It didn't do anything. Hmm. <laughs> like... And then they were like, well, I'm going to try to attack you. I can't because you don't exist. Yeah. Like you have nothing to hit. Mm. You're just like a two steel beams on wheels on the end. Yeah. Like there were other robots which were 
There was one that's like, it's, it's kind of a circular disc on the floor and it just has it's one big flywheel. Um, and that arguably is the same, just sits still and just spins. But at least you can like get an axe onto that yeah. or push it around. You can it. do something against that. Yeah, you can interact with it. You can't interact with Stinger. Stinger just fucking goes nuts and then gets declared the winner on a technical decision usually. Mm. There was, uh, I'm just going through like other notes of notable ones. Um, uh, there was a robot in Series 3 called Millennium Bug that was shaped like a computer chip with eight legs. Uh, it did not survive its first fight. <laughs> Funnily enough, it got flicked and instantly was just like a bug. Like, it was still fully operable, but just couldn't do anything. I don't know what their plan was. Um, walkers seem ridiculous. Why would anyone build a walker? The, like... There, there's not the speed According to, to the rules, if you build a walker, you're allowed a higher weight limit. So people think, oh, I can put more shit on my robot as a result, but it never helps. Um, most of the robots, that Razor is incredibly lightweight. Um, it, small and nimble is really good. Just having a higher weight limit is a trap. Hmm. Um, there was a fight uh, between Dominator 2 versus Firestorm 2 back in Series 4, which were both fantastic. Uh, uh, there's, there's just a lot of good fights out of all of this. Yeah, um, yeah Series 5, the quality of the flippers radically increased um there was a lot of the seated more famous robots returning getting knocked out in the heats from what i saw um in it um yeah so mm. i guess those are kind of my big favorites in general um one of the things i remember distinctly about robot wars was that it's just got so much I've lost my train of thought. Uh, it has a lot of character. It does have a lot of character. Um, like, I think one of the reasons I've not looked into BattleBots is because it looks very American, which I it shouldn't does. hold against it, but I will. <laughs> um, but It is very American, though. Yeah, like, just seeing the clip that we just saw where the commentators, uh, if I took the shot of them, it could be from any professional WWE wrestling. They're dudes in suits with a big dumb headset. Which they one have came a lot first? more character than that fight showed you. Uh, sorry, sorry? Uh, which one came first? Rebel Wars or BattleBots? Yeah. I assume BattleBots is more recent. Um, it Rebel depends. Wars is like 1999, I think. It's well, it depends on who, who got, if you're counting TV deals. I think BattleBots has been going on for a very long time. Okay. It just doesn't get shown on TV consistently. Right. Um, if I'm right, but I might be wrong about that. But the thing with BattleBots is that the commentators grow on you over time because they mm-hmm. do have some personality. And they also have a guy called Rampage something or other who's their announcer. Mm-hmm. And when things come out, he always has a nice little rhyme that he yeah. makes up. Rhymes are good. Rhymes are yes. very important. Yeah, and he's real cool. Um, and he's he really makes it. There's, there's presentation with BattleBots that does help a bit. But I do agree, the arena is so boring. It doesn't have the grit. No, it doesn't. Of the British one. It, it's too bright. It presents itself too much like a sport. I'm not sure, because Robot Wars presents itself like a sport as well. It, Robots feels like it's an underground sport, where it's yeah. a, le- a legal underground sport. It's some kind of yeah, like... It, the fiction of Robot Wars, normally I hate it because cringe. But because... Since when did I, you hate cringe? Uh, I mean, the, that's a whole other topic. Um, <laughs> uh, I think it's that Robot Wars hits a really sweet balance of um, the competitors are very rarely asked to um, interact with the kayfabe or anything. They they'll they're free to do their own thing, 
they'll go a bit, bit like, oh, Sir Killalot, the house robot, he's a tough customer mm-hmm. kind of thing. But that's about as far as it goes. Um, they don't have, like, grudge matches or storylines with any of it. They have the arena itself. They have Craig Charles weaving his sort of narrative of a bit of it. But besides that, it's uh, when actual fights are happening, they're just talking about the tactics. They're not, they're not really focusing on rivalries or anything. They're just saying, like, that flipper was incredible when you did that thing, and, oh, you're on a, really on the ropes there, and I'm glad you had a great time. Um, I think just the positivity that they have with all of the competitors. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's, yeah. It's, um, one thing I do like about Robot Wars is I forgot it had this until it showed us it in a recap, because we never got to watch this in the mm-hmm. semis. So when they have those little bits where it's like, we're going to do like a crazy obstacle run. Yeah. And whoever scores the most in that. And we have like the sumo one where you have to push shunt out of the arena. Yeah, so we had uh, the Pinball Warrior Tournament mm-hmm. and the Sumo Basho. I don't know if, I didn't watch the heats for Series 5, so I, don't, I sh- hope they still had them. Panic Attack won the Sumo Basho, so shout out to my boy. Uh, in series four, won it by like <laughs> because Shunt was poorly controlled, really. Mm. Shunt just overshot and then hit the tire a second before Panic Attack also hit the tire. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was some, uh, I think it was Exterminator, uh, in the Sumo Back Show. Its scoop was just slightly lower than Shunt's, mm-hmm. got underneath it, lifted Shunt up a couple of millimeters to the point that Shunt's tires weren't touching the ground mm-hmm. and just was wedged there and just sat there for the entire minute. Um, and it was the first time that it happened, so the crowd goes fucking wild. Like, oh my god, someone stop Shunt! Ah! And the guys with the controller just kind of like, leave it, leave it, leave it. Wait. Just don't go anywhere. Yeah. And then Gemini won the pinball one, which makes sense because it's two robots. Yeah, Gemini, that's the only situation where Gemini was really good at doing things. Yeah. Um, it was, almost, Gemini was a great robot. I do like it. Um, but if it didn't win the pinball warrior, then that would have been something really gone wrong. Sorry for keeping to bring out BattleBots, but one thing that is also different there is that, like, in Gemini is like two robots. Yes. Whereas in BattleBots, what you have is you have a weight limit in which you can field as many robots as you would like. Mm-hmm. You just have to meet your weight limit. Mm-hmm. So you'll often have, like, a support robot that has, like, a massive flamethrower or, like, um, a support robot that's designed to, like, get under something and just wedge under its wheel. So uh, I think it was just that, yeah. like, Gemini was the first time that they, mm-hmm. like, asked, can we do this? Mm-hmm. And the Robot Wars rule- judges were probably like, um, okay. <laughs> and then, yeah, they had to, like, kind of design the rules for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's cool. Just you've got a weight limit of this much robot you can mm-hmm. put into the arena. And they also have flyers, which are a trap because they're never good. You can't control the drone that well enough usually to do damage to another robot. Well, I'm not, like... I say you could probably control a drone pretty well. I don't see that you could equip a drone with a weapon. That a flamethrower. Mm. Massive flame. It's always... Support drones always have these huge flamethrowers in BattleBots because they're allowed Def- with the idea of burning out the opponent's electronics. I guess. Um, Just melting their electronics and seeing how it goes. And I assume projectiles also aren't allowed besides flamethrowers? You're not allowed projectiles, so that would be funny. Yeah. There is a robot in BattleBots which has two guns on the front. Actually, I think it, the guns shoot as well. So maybe you are allowed projectiles. <laughs> because sad. I distinctly remember there is a robot with just two guns strapped to it. And like that is that is the concept of the robot. That's not okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> which I need to double check that um, because yeah. you've just disturbed that memory from the depths. Yeah. Mm. 
Gun robot. <laughs> what if robot had gun? Gunbot. Yeah. Gunjamon. If you were okay, if you were yes. building a robot, what would its gimmick be? And like method of attack. So I put a lot of thought into this as a kid. Of course you have. Um, I had this robot design called Maniac. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea was it would pretty much be shaped a lot like Tornado. It'd be a box with wheels that go through on both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I it had an axe on it. Thinking now, um, what would I what would I put together? Um, I really like, uh, yeah, the drive of Firestorm. I like the control of uh, of Panic Attack. I like the weapon of uh, Hypnotis. I want something that can actually cause damage, even yes. if it's going to cause me to lose. I'd rather not be trying to. Uh, I I want to be a, a Timmy player. I want to get in there and cause damage, even if I end up losing, rather than specking to try and get to the finals. If I get to the finals, great, but I just want to get in there, have a, at least a couple of good fights. So, um, yeah, probably some sort of some sort of flywheel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I would probably have it, some sort of pincer. Um, not quite as large and bulky as Thermidor, um, but enough that I could use it to pu- uh, try and push robots one way or the other. Just to have that amount of, to try and have some sort of control over the mm-hmm. opponent. Probably a two wheel design. Yes. Probably Thermidor with a flywheel instead of a flipper. I think that's closest to what I'd do. I would probably do like this a standard box, a lot of drive, I think, a lot of drive and mobility. And the weapon would be a single hydraulic spike. Mm-hmm. So the idea is you um, you shunt it with maybe like a, like a shunt at the front. So the idea is you drive into the bot, opponent's bot. You push it up against the wall, and then you hydraulic spike directly into it as deep as you can. I think That's you, very Freudian. I yeah. think you could also, yeah, just penetrate that. Uh, <laughs> I think you could also, uh, even without the wall, um, just get the robot to get up to speed and mm-hmm. on impact hit it. Maybe yeah. even like a trigger mechanism. Sure. Um, that, yeah, that would be good. There's a, there's a good number of robots with spikes, but they never seem to do much damage. I don't know why. I don't think they're ever propelled by anything. Yeah. There is a spike. Mm. It's the problem with Stinger. Stinger just has a spike and no ability to make it penetrate anything. Yeah. Well, what, did you, what would you make? I haven't put a lot of thought into it. I just want something that would feel very brutal and spiky. Maybe something with blades. Something with the blades for sure. I want I want something that um, even if it doesn't win, I want it to feel like it's doing a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. Would you want to? I can kind of see three options. Mm-hmm. There's in it to win it of I want to get to the finals mm-hmm. no matter the cost um, which includes like being maybe a little bit scummy with the rules uh, there's I want to cause carnage uh, but I don't care how far I get and then the third category seems to be I want to build a ridiculous robot and be on TV um, probably which... <laughs> a bit of option B and C yeah like the, cause I want to find the episode where there was just a literal electric wheelchair with a dummy of a grandma in it yes like if i'm watching something called robot wars i want to see robots get ripped up Mm. uh yeah like i think i would be happy especially if i'm only in like one of the heats if i build a robot that just comes apart um if it can be active and do things but then if i'm facing like a hypno disc or a pussycat 
that my robot just shreds. I want I want to I want to be scooping my robot back into a bucket to take it home. <laughs> I don't want I don't want to have to pick it up and put it in the truck. Mm. I want it to just be in pieces. Whatever I build, I want it to be one of those robots that has so much kinetic force that it poses a threat to itself. Which happens, you see that, so in, because this is much older, a lot of the, the engineering hasn't come as far, but like when you get to like BattleBot stuff, all the things that are top contenders are just things that are, what if blank went so fast that on contact, I like pose a threat to everyone watching this, like um, tombstones like that. Like, one of Tombstone's big issues is it has a massive, massive spinner that rips anything apart. But if the thing that it hits doesn't break, Tombstone breaks instead, because that's mm. how much kinetic force goes through it. And those are always the funnest fights to watch, so that's what just, I would do. Just build, no, you, I'm there to win quickly. I'm either going to win, I'm going to lose, I'm going to do it in a minute. Your <laughs> so. gimmick should be like a robot that just self-destructs, but it destroys whatever it's taking with it. If it just explodes, yeah. it's just got a bomb strapped to it. It's just a kamikaze bot. Yeah. There, there was one robot in the in the Heat series that I can't remember called, but it was uh, it was apparently remarkable in that it was entirely made out of secondhand parts um, from like a scrapyard. Um, it had an axe and had two big wheels, kind of like almost you know like the how the butt of an ant, mm-hmm. like ants have kind of like the uh, yeah. thorax or whatever. Kind of that, then an axle in uh, in front of it with two wheels and an axe out the front. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point it hit the axe down too hard and it bent the axle and it was just like lifted and pinned and like the axe was still going but it just it bent its own chassis um, as a result probably because it wasn't built out of the best shit yeah wow alright so we want to destroy our own shit um I don't think there's very much else for me to say about this um it's do you have a favourite fight uh definitely wild thing versus was it dominator 2 Oh, what was the... Well, there I, were, I put it in the Discord. Give me a second. There was Dominator 2 versus Firestorm 2. That was it. was fantastic. Dominator 2 versus Firestorm 2. Which sure. one was that again? Dominator is the uh, yellow triangle with the axe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Firestorm is the yellow wedge that just keeps on trucking. What happened in the fight then? Uh, it was just it was just close. They both did a just ton of damage real to each back other. And forth. I think I remember that. Neither of them were like shredded it went mm-hmm. down to a very very close judge's decision but both robots were incredibly aggressive mm. both of them flipped each other caused axe damage um it was just fantastic to sp- it, it wasn't one of those fights where there was a fight with um firestorm that originally knocked yes. it out where one hit from yes. hypno disc dislodged something inside and which is definitely the worst fight yeah hypno disc did nothing and the audience hated that yeah we cannot emphasize how much this audience wants to see blood. <laughs> yes. But, uh, but yeah, by comparison, uh, uh, Dominator 2 versus Firestorm 2, was they were both going at each other. Uh, they were both like, in the end, it was bo- both like tired prize fighters still slugging yes. out at each other. It was excellent. Also, Chaos 2 versus Wild Thing. Uh, it's just the one wild? where they kept trying to push each other into the pit. And Chaos 2 had just enough drive not to do it. Oh, yeah. Was that that one where... At one point, where... Chaos 2 drives vertically up the pit wall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was that the one where he, like, almost goes in the pit, like, twice? Twice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I did love that one. Because um, that was... Uh, yeah, Wild, that was Wild Thing did beat Chaos 2, I think, in that one. Um, and Wild Thing in Series 4, I wasn't that impressed by it. It was a wedge with, like, a weird spike that wasn't a flipper. Mm-hmm. Um, but this time they just added a flywheel... Uh, and they went so well with it. Um, I remember there was some, there was a, a, a turn of phrase from Cody Charles at one point 
uh, I think they were talking, he was talking about like hypnodisc or one thing or something. Um, and they said like, oh yeah, we thought we were being gentle. And he goes, that was you being gentle. Well, don't kiss me on the cheek. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which is just a lovely line. There were some weird lines in this in general. One of the openings, I think it was for season four, where it's like, where they're introducing the host and like, his birth was so yeah. hard, they called it the big push. Yeah, I'm like, like, what, what the lying? fuck is that meant to me? What? Reason, yeah, the announcer, <laughs> I think it was particularly in season, season four that uh, the announcer just kept being like, uh, what can I get away with? For the opening, I, ju- I just need to rip into Craig Charles yeah. for some reason, like make him look like an idiot <laughs> because after that, he's the favorite. Yeah. Everybody loves him. I got to knock him down the size before he steps on the stage. Um, but all of his poems are so good. They're, they're all online. Um, uh, I do want to see a Red Dwarf uh, Robot Wars crossover. I don't know. How, like, how do you reckon? How would you want that to work? Like each of the actors controlling a robot, perhaps, yeah. or just a red wolf themed robot to enter a competition. I'm thinking. Uh, I don't know. They they go into a parallel universe. Also, where... like a storyline in in Red Dwarf. Well, but, like it could be both like an episode of Red Dwarf, but also the actual the actual like Battlebots competition. But like the people participating have to like. Go along with the story, like I'd like it to be. Yeah, the the Robot Wars crew rocks up, and the only way for them to get home is to win a tournament. So they modify Crichton. Yeah, and you just have like a dumb looking robot with Crichton's face on it, just gets like shredded <laughs> to pieces or something. Um. Uh. Yeah, uh, it's Robot Wars is just great. Uh, it's lots of fun. I'm really glad that I've got so much because I'm just going to go through and watch assorted episodes. Um, it's the first time that like I'll watch a tournament style sports show and watch from beginning to end and like see the whole season as it develops. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Robot Wars is great. Good part of tra- good part of my childhood and still holds up. Fantastic. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Wonderful. I would agree. I don't. I had a great time. I don't really have much in the way of nuance to that. It was just fun. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing about this is it's just fun. It's easy TV. Mm. Mm. if you wanted to watch something easy and dumb then this is great for you if you want to watch a bunch of awkward British men attempt <laughs> to be charismatic and then pilot a death machine I think it's a good show to have on during a party yeah, yeah. it would be for sure there was also uh, a similar show called Scrappy Challenge Scrappyard Challenge do you guys remember that? no nope. um, it, it was a fair bit later than Robot Wars but it was oddly similar Crichton from Red Dwarf, the actor was the host. Um, and the it's the thing, only career party yeah, going after the, Red Dwarf. The whole thing was uh, you get teams of engineers and they go, here is a problem for the episode. You need to build a catapult that can throw this thing as far as possible. Mm-hmm. We're going to point you guys into a scrapyard yes. that we've like littered with some good shit and you've got like five hours to build something. <laughs> go. Um, and you just follow the teams as they like they sketch out their design, and sometimes they're like, "Shit, we got we've wasted half our time, and this design doesn't work." They have to scrap it and start again. Um, but it just had the similar levels of commentators working with people who weren't really TV people. Mm-hmm. Uh, real world engineering mm-hmm. uh, is they're going through. You'd hear the process of it all going through, and it, it, it felt still genuinely like competition. It wasn't reality TV of like manufacturing right. drama. They were just 
genuinely solving these problems and then going into it and having a great time. Are you saying they're like the British Bake Off of... Yeah, it's a British Bake Off, but but for robot engineering type shit. Um, So yeah, Scrapyard Challenge. I'll see if I can hand it down because it's also good. Excellent. Um, Yeah, any other closing thoughts? No, I think I'm all good. Mm -hmm. That was a sufficient amount of robots. A sufficient amount of robots, a sufficient amount of wars. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Perfect. So Claire, what are you introducing to us next month? I am doing... I am introducing us to Discworld. Discworld. It's about bloody time. Yep. Yes. I've, I've never done a Discworld. I hear they're great. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, uh, like, subscribe, grease the wheels. You mm-hmm. know how it be. Um, do everything you need to do to support this podcast. We are now on a significant amount more things because um, RSS feed upgraded. It upgraded every your capacity to like put yourself on more stuff. And okay. it, but it took us off like half our stuff. I didn't notice it doing that. Mm-hmm. It probably told me it did that. I didn't read it. Right. Um, but it's um, so I put it all back, and now we have a significant increase in uh, listenership. Hey. Hey. Congratulations. Um, well, welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome everyone. By significant, I mean like nine people, but that's crazy. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, Look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. <laughs> all right. But anyway, well, um, we'll see you all next time for some Discworld. Adios. See ya. You've seen the axe grinders and the circular saws. Now you've seen the best of Robot Wars. <laughs> oh!